This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 77, and we are looking back at the year of wrestling. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Mike. That's your cue. Wait, I thought I was going to get an introduction. What kind oh. of shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to let you introduce yourself, you little jerk. <laughs> I haven't been on the podcast in like what, what, like fifteen episodes, and this is how I get. This is how I get. Wait, no, oh. I take that back. I was on a little expert. All right, I take that back. I stand corrected. I haven't been on the podcast for about six episodes. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just... Just introduce yourself, Dan. <laughs> we consider you part of the family anyway. <laughs> well, fair enough. Hi, guys. I'm Shaggy Black. You may remember me from other shows as, oh, I don't know, TTHMC, which, by the way, may or may not be dead. But it's not dead because it'll live on in our hearts forever. That's no, right. seriously. We, we're, seriously, we're broke. We need money. we got to get new equipment. <laughs> That's why we took a break. Well, it's good to broke. be it's good to be able to talk to you and you know, uh I don't know if we're going to get together and record next week since it's kind of the between those holiday seasons. So, I wanted to be sure we got a year of in review of wrestling this year because I think this has probably been one of the better years for wrestling in a very very long time. What do you guys think? I agree. Like it's it, a lot of weird shit has happened in the year 2016, but the weird shit that has happened is not in the wrestling world, not as much. And if it has been weird in the wrestling world, it's been a great weird. Not that, not that, not that like bologna sandwich weird type of lunch. <laughs> right. And and it's not just the WWE that's been crazy. You know, this is. I think this year has been uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling has been fantastic. It, uh, it really it opened up the year because you had Wrestle Kingdom ten and just go back and looking at that card, you had AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, who are both with the WWE yeah. now, and that was an incredible match. Uh, it was a great match. Yeah, it was. And then, what, um, not even a month later, you see AJ Styles entering number three at in the, the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble, just not, not less than a month later. I mean, it, that's just, what are your guys' thoughts? It's crazy to think it's been almost a year since that happened. Yep. Yeah, but also on that Wrestle Kingdom, the uh, Okada and Tanahashi was a great fucking match too. Oh my god, You're such a great! And match. then the uh, Shibata Ishii. Oh, that that's my one of my favorite matches of the year. Those two guys beat the hell out of each other for good twenty yeah, that, thirty minutes. That wasn't a fight. I mean, that wasn't a match. That was a just <sighs> cavalcade of violence. It was just, you know, let me see how hard I can hit you, and then you hit me hard back, and let's just see who falls down first. But it it was entertaining as hell. I love Shibata because he's just a no-nonsense guy. He doesn't have a flashy entrance. He doesn't do anything. He comes to the ring ready for a fight. He beats ass and then leaves. And then leaves. Yep. That's it. 
And that's the one thing. That's the great thing about New Japan Pro Wrestling. You're not getting dumb backstage. Not don't look at the camera type shit. Right. You, you know, pretend the camera's not. You're not getting that crap. You're just getting action in the ring. I think Shibata may be Japanese for beat ass. Maybe. Me. Yeah. The one thing that I will say about Shibata is something that the lovely uh, Jim Sterling. Oh, Sterling. Jesus Christ. Jim Smallman, uh, co-owner of Progress Wrestling, uh, said, and he put it in, he implanted it in my brain. He says, Shibata looks like he should be working in a bank. Like he just, like when he leaves work, he go like when he leaves for wrestling, he goes and works in the bank. I can see that. And it's just like, he's a, just a Japanese businessman. And he's like, all right, time to do for my second job. And he just goes and kicks the shit out of people. I, yeah, I could see that. I could see yeah. him, like, as soon as he got done, like, oh, crap, I got to get on my suit and get on a train for two hours to get to this bank. Got a huge I, deal to broker. <laughs> well, Shaggy, for those that don't know, we may have some users in our chat room and users that listen. Can you explain to them what um, progress is? Well, my friends, as you may or may not heard, um, Progress Wrestling is one of the premier wrestling promotions in the United Kingdom today and of course right now the one of the hottest things in wrestling for to all pretty much all of 2016 especially now mm -hmm. is the British wrestling scene mm -hmm. that's not just including progress that's also including shows like Rev Pro uh, ICW and even what culture wrestling yep. uh, that's been going on like the British scene has even gotten so big that the WWE decided to make their own United Kingdom title and prom and promote an actual tournament for it. And, it's that big. It's 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 huge. Correct. That's how I'm big wrong. that scene is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nigel McGuinness is hosting that tournament, right? He yeah. is going to be calling it with Michael Cole, yeah. and I believe who's the third. There's going to be three members. It's him, Michael Cole, and I want to say possibly William Regal, but I'm not 100% sure. I know it's Michael Cole, and I know it's Michael Cole and Nigel McGuinness, 100%. I don't understand. There might be a third man in the booth. I don't understand their wanting and the love that they're trying to give for these three-man and four-man commentating teams. Give me two guys. Well, it's funny. It's funny to say that. Fucking, um... And for those who haven't listened, yes, I curse a lot, so put the kids <laughs> to bed. <laughs> this is not for them. Um, but no, um, of all people, Michael Cole just put out in an interview why he likes, why he prefers the three-man group versus the two-man group, and it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, especially coming from him. What'd he say? Um, pretty much the, the long and the short of it, he's like, it doesn't put pressure on him to be the good guy or the bad guy. It can, he can just be a straight play-by-play -play guy. While the other two can be color, um, and it's especially worked out for Corey Graves a lot because you got to see him as a character. Yeah, we know Corey Graves was is really was good at NXT, but no one thought he'd be as good as he was. He if not better on Raw, he is amazing on Raw, mm -hmm. and people give him talent and people give him people give him like props for that. So. The one of the reasons why he got to show out like that is because of the fact that it's a three-man group. Granted, some people are weaker than others, but um, David Otunga Michael, calling you out. Yeah, obviously, Michael Byron Cole Saxton. actually can sit there and call the action. Um, 
Mike Corey Graves can be the heel, and he's a great heel. Yep. And even like a more modernized heel nowadays, like with the times and everything. And then, you know, Byron Saxton does a decent job of actually being, you know, a decent face, like sympathetic. He's he's gotten better. He's gotten better around that. He's by now he's gotten a lot better. But you know, beforehand he we was kind of like, eh, we're not feeling it. But I get what he was saying because it made a heap of sense. Okay, well, I'm still not sold on it, especially SmackDown when they have what four people. Four people now, I think. Yeah, I, that's just yeah. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, three. I mean, I'm I'm okay with three now. After especially reading that interview, like I'm okay with three, but now I'm kind of like, okay, four man, you're pushing it. You're really pushing it. Yeah, and especially one of those four is David Otunga, who is just not good on con. He's had one good line all year, and that was no chin music or <laughs> or whatever his. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. That was great. That was great. Which did y'all see SmackDown this week? Just getting to it real quick. I've seen highlights. Um, what AJ I Sti- read about it. What AJ Styles did to James Ellworth at the start of the show was awesome. He just beat the hell out of him, beat him up, and the match was over. It, it was he had no chance, and that's the way. That's the way it should have been. Yeah, at least at le- he needs to get that that one match in, and that that's the blow off. Right. Hopefully, you won't see any yeah. more a- a- Ellsworth AJ Styles, which you know he's been in the title scene. You know, twenty sixteen. 2016 has been the year of the indie guy in the WWE. If you know, if I can say that, would you guys agree with me? Yeah, I mean, if you want to consider anything other than WWE, well, indie, I do. Uh, I, w- I do not consider New Japan Pro Wrestling an indie because right. I wouldn't it, either. No. Indie indies don't wrestle in front of sixty thousand people once a year, right? In, as their big show, right? No, and it's funny because now it's nowadays you're like, what is the indie scene? Because now the lines are starting to get blurred. Like Ring of Honor is the second biggest wrestling promotion that's being televised in America. Mm-hmm. And I say this, and people are like, are you serious? I don't understand how because it's not even enough homes. But it's syndicated. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't get TNA. Not a lot of people get Lucha Underground. So it's you. Most people can get Ring of Honor. And, and more more people more people know about Ring Honor than anything else. But I think a lot L Ray Network is starting to appear on more net on more um, cable platforms. Like yeah, here in the, I I, real, I didn't realize I had it, and then one day I was channel surfing and I saw Knight Rider on TV. I'm like, what channel show? L <laughs> <gasps> Ray Network. What is this? And I thought it was just some promotional. Get it for a couple of days, but no, it's the real deal. I've got Lucha Underground in my home every week now. I'm so excited. I, I need to just watch found it. that I had it. Last week, so I've watched two episodes now. What do you think of it so far? I've had to change pants a couple times. <laughs> it's just well, like, amazing. See, well, go ahead. See, and it's great, man, because like he didn't even get like. Unfortunately for Mike, he didn't even get the I what the best season, which was probably season two, aka the Mortal Kombat season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, better late than never, man. Yeah. I mean, and and he has it on demand now, so we can go back and watch season two, which it, season two is so good. I love oh, it. Oh, I'm definitely making time to, to go back. Wait, the debut of Matanza Cueto was the, one of the most impressive debuts I've ever seen in professional wrestling. So that really got going in 2016, I believe. It wasn't. Was it? A, did it start last year or was that earlier this year? Um, no, it started actually. What season three started this year, and you got season four. Well, now they so have. like, are we in? Se- we're in season four right now, too, no, right? We're in season three. I believe so. 
We're in season three. Damn. Okay. So season two ended ended like late this year, and we got it right back. Yeah. So. Well, to me, it, it was. Uh, yeah, it's, I know it started last year. And it's been it's great to see like so many, and I hate to use the word throwaway people from other companies, but right. that's what it is. I mean, you've got Marty the Moth Martinez, who was in Tough Enough as Martin Casales. Uh, you've got Eva Lise, uh Ray Mysterio, Chavo Guerrero, John, John Morrison. Morrison. John Morrison has turned his game up since he's joined Lucha Underground, in my opinion. And it's funny to see he does the same entrance, aside from the slow-mo. What, yeah, yeah, man. He used to he used to do the slow mo. He used to do the slow mo in like the the first season. Oh damn! And I think second season. Yeah, he did it a lot. Now he doesn't do it anymore. But he used to do the slow mo joint. I mean, even I thought uh, Alberto El Patron in the first season. I thought he would was awesome. In P- his role. PJ Black or PJ you know, Black WWE now. was uh, Justin Gabriel. Yep. Right. Uh, Paul London now is doing this weird bunny you know just be weird as shit gimmick which is with the biggest cock piece i have i have ever seen (laughs) in professional wrestling i'm like holy shit what is that um i'm like as the kids as the kids say what are those what are those (laughs) but it's just it's just been ever since i've gotten and it's been due to you and fred with um lucha underground i've just i can't stop being entertained by it just because it's something completely different than what you're seeing on monday and tuesday nights yeah now when did you actually start watching lucha underground derek uh probably middle season two is when i okay when i had to go through certain means to do so that i probably shouldn't say on a podcast (laughs) yeah because you know i didn't get el ray network at the time and i couldn't i couldn't justify spending money on sling tv when i already had a tv service so right but I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's uh, to, uh, like I said, it's something completely different. It's like Robert Rodriguez running a wrestling company with. It's like dusk from dusk meets dawn to meets professional wrestling. wrestling yeah. that would, and you know you could throw in several other analogies there. I mean, yeah, it's be, like it's like watching a movie that has wrestling breaks in it. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And now that uh, you know this season, they introduced this character that it's like it. it, it I'm not kidding. It was like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> All you saw was just his hand and this gauntlet type thing, and he had a deep, dark voice and everything. I'm like, what the fuck? Is Dr. Claw part of Lucha Underground now? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's the dude that Quato's afraid of. Yep. So, and and it, they ju- last week they just debuted this huge dude with this the. Uh, his dude. mask looks like a like a fucking raptor almost. Yeah. Yeah. But he's uh I found out he was Austin from a couple seasons ago on Big Brother. Huh. I mean he was you know, at the time yeah, he was um, telling everybody that he was, you know, a professional wrestler and all, but that's that's who's under the mask now. Very cool. I d I had no Yeah, idea. actually, um one dude actually who was on the show actually I think produces or helps write Big Brother or some shit like that. Oh, I damn. forget. Yeah, it's it's there. One dude's one of the same. I know it's. I think it might be Krista Joseph. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's on one of the guys is who's on progress. Uh, one of the dudes is on Lucha Underground. Does have a hand in Big Brother, and and I, I was reading a little bit about Austin. He uh, actually debuted in FCW before it became NXT, mm-hmm. and his tag team partner was Corey Graves. They oh, debuted wow. at the same time. Wow, it's just it. 
Lucha Underground just knows how to grab talent. I mean, this season you're also seeing Jeremiah Crane, who we know is Sammy, Sammy Callahan or Solomon Crow to those NXT faithful out there, which the fact that he didn't, you know, it sucks that they couldn't really get him going in NXT because he's crazy. Have you ever? But he, yeah, but he, he you know, he left on good terms. He just, he knew, and tri- even Trips knew. So it's kind of, it's not like, look at, look at that, look at Chris Hero, who right. pretty much, we all thought left on bad terms, but he didn't. And he, um, hell, he's actually signing up with them again. Yeah. Hey, I know. It's, I have a feeling Sammy Callahan will be back too. In your cage? Yeah. He's just granite. I mean, he's just a fucking rock. Right. Yeah. I mean, Lucha Underground is, um, Lucha Underground has been like a really good, I mean, just, I mean, it's going to get his lulls. Because season two was amazing. Season three has started has started slow, but mm-hmm. then, you know it's probably because we expect more out of it, right? But um, you know we just you just try not to get bored. Uh, but it's uh, but it still has its ups and downs, even though it writes its own stories. And like I said, dude, I knew about a storyline that you know I knew about that damn story. I knew about the uh, the outcome. To that damn match, to the uh, to the uh, uh, Aztec Warfare match for months. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, dude. and I could. It hurt. It hurt. <laughs> I couldn't share with anybody. You know, I was like, I was like, hey guys, I know who wins, and no one could say a word. And, and he's like, nope, don't spoil it for me. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just sitting there, just like, help me, <laughs> please. And typically, someone and typi- let, let me tell you. And typically, I am against uh, a lot of intergender matches, but for some reason in Lucha Underground, it works. Because of the story they tell. They do it right. Right. Because uh, I'll say this, the intergender, the match from season two between Ivelisse and... Um, Mil Mortes. Mil Mortes actually worked out because, you know, she, it was all about, like, revenge with fucking, um, with, you know, she, it was, um, oh, man. Who's uh Maxine Mills? Who's or Katrina? Not well. Yeah, Katrina. There we go. I almost said I was gonna Maxine. Call Maxine. From I was like, That's not right. <laughs> yeah. No, because I was about to call her that. And I'm kind of glad you did. So that takes the heat away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, not her, but her. Um, but yeah. So they had their beef, and you know they had a story going, and it was done. She's like, no, you get it. It's like, fine, you'll get a match, but you'll get against you'll get a match against him for the belt, and it's just like, oh. Oh God, you know, and she was she was terrified, but she she took it to him, you know what I'm saying? So it was it it they're just well done, mm-hmm. especially in Sexy Star gets a like a huge, huge uh, bit of respect for me from doing what she did, and you know just all that and um, you know it just works it works it just works there. All right, uh, Shaggy, I'm gonna ask you this: Who is your favorite character in Lucha Underground? Ah man, it's I have, I'm thinking of all together. I'm putting them all together by seasons, and I'm gonna say Pentagon Junior. Uh, not Pentagon Dark, my fa- but Pentagon Junior. Pentagon Junior, and then Pentagon like Pentagon Dark, not so much. Yeah, but Pentagon Junior. I mean, they're one and the same character, but they're just one kind of like you know leveled up like a Pokemon and turned into that. <laughs> yep. Um, but. 
that's kind of what ha- I mean. That's kind of what happened. Uh, but the, it was either him or it was, or it was Mil Mertes. Mil Mertes is like the Undertaker of Lucha Underground to me. Yep, and, that's exactly what that is. You know, with Pentagon, probably one of the greatest storyline culminations in the history of wrestling, if you ask me, is Pentagon Junior and Vampiro at the end of season one. Holy shit. We all, yeah, man. Uh, when I, because I, I, you know, I went back and watched it after I heard all the buzz about it, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. I, I think Vampiro was on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. I'm like, I got to see this match. It was violent. Uh, there was blood. It was two guys beating the hell out of each other, and then at the end, you got this ultimate culmination of I've been your master the whole time, and I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> this, this is this is storytelling. Holy shit! Great storytelling yep. and wrestling. Ho- crazy. And exactly. I love Vampiro on uh, commentary. Yeah, Vampiro's great. He's and Matt Stryker, I think, kills it on commentary yeah. for both Lucha Underground and when he works for um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. He's a great commentator. Nadia in our chat room says, my favorite on Lucha Underground is John Morrison and Pentagon Jr. But if I had to choose, she would pick Johnny Mundo, and then she puts a smiley face. I think Nadia's got a little crush on Johnny <laughs> Johnny Mundo. Exactly. My favorite, it's easy, you know, it's easy for the college. Shaggy, you know me. Mike, you, I've yep. said it on the show before. You guys can go ahead and say it for me. Who's my favorite character? Is it uh, Junebug Jones? No, no it's not <laughs> Junebug Jones. <laughs> I'm going to go Marty the Moth. It is Marty He's the Moth. Sassafras. Exactly. <laughs> he is just... That is a dude. That is a dude. Ahead, that, He's living the gimmick, I think. Uh, if, and even when we were talking to him off the air on this podcast, you still had that air of... Uh, this dude's not. This this, this dude's intense. <laughs> kind of creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> but the character he played, the whole season two angle of him and Mariposa keeping Sexy Star hostage, and you know d- this deep moth tribe stuff, and his fascination with Melissa Santos, who I think is probably is probably very underrated as a ring announcer because she is just. She's intense, man. She is an intense announcer. You don't get that from Lillian Garcia or whoever does it on JoJo or anything like that. But the following Lucha is scheduled for one fall and is for the Lucha Underground. I mean, just the way she announces is just so different and so awesome. And it seems like she's excited to be there. Like, she, she's into it. Oh, she's excited to be there until Marty the Moth steps in the <laughs> ring and is doing his creepy little arm flapping behind her. Then she's like, oh, did I really want to do this job now? I forgot. Yo, man, I I I heard I heard some sad things about Melissa Santos, man, and it kind of makes me it bums me out. Or she is a super bitch, uh, like outside of outside of the ring. I hate to even say that, and it's from a guy who actually one probably one of the nicest guys, timid, like almost one of us. But he that's what he was hearing, and it kind of sucks. I hope that's not true. I hope she just got tired of all the nerds and shit. So like, but I don't know, man. I hope, I hope that was not the case. Yeah, that that'll be like a super bummer. Um, I uh, you know the, you know you never know to know until you actually meet the person right. themselves. So yeah, keep, keep the faith with Melissa Santos, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of like that's kind of like the idea. I was like, man, that sucks. You know, it, it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's but who knows um, how uh, how how she's. Different people are going to react different ways. Like, I saw a funny list today of wrestlers you don't want to 
associate with at a non WWE event. I and saw like that too. The Sasha Banks picture, and it's like maybe she, they caught this. You know, she could have just been having a bad day or something like that. And a lot of those pictures are like straight up, like straight off the airplane. Right. And there's and no telling uh, how long they've been on the yeah. flight. And I mean, nobody's happy when they get off the airplane. This is a public service announcement to any person that's a fan of wrestling. If you see a wrestler or stuff getting off an airplane and you want to take a picture with them, don't. How? Let me. Two hours after. Two hours in the air. If I was getting off an airplane, I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to be tired. I want to be out of the airport because I've got to go through. Especially if you're coming into Memphis because the baggage claim in oh, Memphis shit. takes about eight hours to get your shit you know don't you just restaurants and airports to me have always been out of bounds like not to boot, boot toot our own horns or anything like that a lot of times after raw would come here to memphis me mike buddies whoever went to raw we would whoever go to win, yeah we would go to hooters down the street from the forum afterwards and wrestlers will come in there and you could see it in their eyes when people would come over and talk to them and try to get pictures with them with them you could see in their eyes like i just want to eat dinner I want to eat my wings. I want to gawk at these waitresses. And then get on the road to the then, next one. Yeah. Get, yeah. And we we had tables right next to them, and we wouldn't say a word. Didn't bother them. No, didn't bother them one bit. I should have bothered Maria, though. Oh, God, I wanted to. I, I know. That one was that, a hard one. That's one I regret. Re- yeah. I regret that's, that. That's probably our bad, but, you know, what? The, I'm sure she'll come back through Memphis for some reason. God, I hope so. <laughs> she was, man, that was it's, like my... Probably my all-time favorite diva is Maria. It's it's funny that you say that. Like every time I'm in Florida, you know, Florida is like pretty much yeah, one of the other wrestling capitals. Right. Like not capitals, just mostly like a hotbed for wrestlers being anywhere. Right. Um, I actually watched. Like I've seen coming from NXTs, I've seen the revival eating at a Whataburger. I've seen like the only, I don't bother wrestlers I but I totally just go like hey man thanks good job I really appreciate that I let them know because sometimes they like hearing that yeah, as long yeah. as they're not eating but you know I'm like hey man I appreciate the show tonight stuff like that like little things I'm not gonna sit there and just like mess with them but um like the revival I seen like and that was before they were huge that was when they were known as the mechanics and I uh that's I talked to them. Uh, Tino Sabatelli because I had to talk to him. Yeah, I said, look, I out, of all, <laughs> out of everyone, out of everyone out here that I'm going to talk to, it's going to be him because he's like, I'm not coming to him as a wrestling fan. I'm coming to him as a Bucks fan. Um, I saw, matter of fact, when I was in Orlando for the CWC, um, I saw TM61 come into a restaurant that I was that me and a couple friends were at. TM61 and Oni Lorkin. Wow. Uh, only it was only Lorkin, TM61, and I want to say Drew Gulak all sitting down at a table, at a bar, talking. And I totally could have said something, but I decided against it. So. Well, and you made mention to how Florida, Florida is more of, is a hotbed of wrestling. I mean, there's a lot of companies down there right now. Other than you know, you've got NXT, Evolve does a lot of work down mm-hmm. there, and I think it's a down in. They're mostly in Tampa, right? They do a lot of work in Ebor and Orlando and stuff. Yeah, this it's they're mostly they used they used to come to Jacksonville and they haven't. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened? But uh, yeah, they're mostly in uh, Tampa, Orlando, Ebor City, and like and a little bit further down south. But typically, yeah. And I know they're being Orlando come um, for WrestleMania season, mm-hmm. right? Because that's you know that's what's just gonna happen. But you know that's. 
that's the, that's the give it. That's you know that's give or take. But yeah, it's you got them. You got uh, WWE and NXT. You got and there's gonna be some upstart like wrestling combo- wrestling promotions coming up here shortly. But yeah, nah, it's it's. It's a thing, and you know most wrestlers live here because right. of Orlando. And and uh, there's some women's wrestlers. Shine and Shimmer based out of Florida too. Um, I'm not gonna say they're based out of Florida, but they just like Evolve. They tour. They come down here. Yeah. I want to say everything. I think everything in Evolve happens up north, but they come to Florida a lot. Okay. Yeah, I know they do a lot. Of, Evolve does a lot of shows in like New York and. The, yeah, I, I'm. I've, they, been, I've tweeted Ethan Page. I've tweeted <laughs> Gabe Sapolsky. I have tweeted Evolve Wrestling. I want them to come to Memphis. There's a perfect venue here in Midtown Memphis. Put them in Minglewood Hall. I know um, people would go crazy if the if Evolve came to Memphis. I know they would because they got Evolve has some top talent in the industry. If you ask me, you know, and going back to. You know, meeting or seeing wrestlers out in the public. I mean, just being in Memphis, how many times have we run into Jerry Lawler? You know, yeah. don't don't bother him. I mean, I mean, I went to an autograph signing because I bought his DVD, so I, and I took a picture with him, shook his hand. Yeah, got I got his autograph at a at his book signing. You know, ten fifteen years ago, whenever that came out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've you know been to Perkins and seen him. He yep. he's up at Hooters a lot. You know, with his softball team, and Bone so- or Bonefish Grill, and you yeah, know, I mean he's all over. I've seen him at Best Buy. I, fuck, you know, twenty years ago I sacked his groceries. Yeah, you know I mean, but you see Dustin's the five star almost once a week, once twice a week. No, every game, he works <laughs> every game. Which oh, you've got to tell Shaggy who you got to talk to <laughs> at this past Grizzly game. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago working the game. Uh, it's. Hours before the game starts, I had to be there early. Dustin Starr comes walking in. He's got somebody with him. Yeah, I just wave over at Dustin. And then he stops, and he, like, has the guy look at me and, like, points over to me. Doesn't say anything for a second. And then he, he yells back. He's like, it's Mordecai. I was like, oh, shit, dude, what's up? <laughs> fucking Kevin Thorne. Nice. And uh, so the whole setup of why he was there. Every year at Grizzlies games, there's one game they do the Infi 500, where basically at halftime mm-hmm. they bring out you know these couples and their their babies that can crawl, and they get them out on the court and basically the babies just race to half court. They just try to get them over there. Well, Aww. leading up to it, uh, there was during the timeouts, Grizz was you know he comes in, he's like yeah you know got a baby i'm gonna enter and then you know everybody's like you don't have any kids you can't do this so then the next little time out it shows grizz like the camera is supposed to be like from the baby's eyes grizz like sets some like 20 pound weights down he's gonna work him out get him ready for this then he takes him into like the baby growth center or something next time out he introduces the baby and out comes kevin thorne you know just wearing the tights shirtless jacked all to hell and he's got a bib and a pacifier what (laughs) and he comes out and he does the whole you know dustin's on the mic with him he's like you know you're not a baby who are you and all he goes is i'm the baby goo goo gaga (laughs) that's all he did what (laughs) that's that's Wrestling's weird, folks. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then after the game, uh, I saw Dustin and he was over there with uh, with Kevin, and you know walked up, 
Dustin immediately like introduced me like as soon as Kevin saw me again from you know he recognized me from earlier in the night he came up to me you know shook my hand hey you know nice to meet you and he's a really cool guy and like he paused for a second he was like did you have a camera I mean do you want to take a picture and I was like I was just you know coming over just introduce myself you know shake my shake your hand and all and he was like no dude get a picture you know and Dustin took my phone took a couple pictures and and we're working on getting him on the podcast now he he said he's up for it we just got to contact him nice Yes, I want to talk to Mordecai. I thought the yeah. I thought the Mordecai gimmick was going to work well. Oh, when he when he first came out, I mean, that, like you started oh, man, seeing the vignettes debut. for him. Oh yeah. You know, he came out and destroyed. You know, Jobber number three or whoever it was. I don't know, but when he came out, my whole thought was this dude and the Undertaker are going to feud for the rest of their careers. Yeah. This is yeah. This is it. This is awesome. That Mordecai gimmicks are so underrated. Yeah. So underrated. Man, the the podcast that he was on, I. I forget which one, but he explained what happened, and man, that you were correct because that that feud was going to be huge. But a little incident happened. I'm gonna let him tell it. Yeah. Okay. If you ever get him on. <laughs> but um, yeah. But anyway, you were bringing up Florida, and I want to bring up another thing that happened in wrestling this year that we could in a million years would have never fucking thought that would happen, which was the CWC Cruiserweight oh my God, yes. Wrestling yeah. Classic. That. That tournament was, you know, I, I didn't know how they were going to pull it off. I, I didn't know how well it was going to come across, but that tournament was awesome. And the talent in it was some of the best talent I've ever seen in wrestling. Oh, yeah. You got to see Zack Sabre fucking Jr. <laughs> in, in a, a WWE ring. In a w- Sanctioned uh, WWE ring. Sanctioned tournament, you know, it, it was incredible. And that dude can work. You know, you it's it's awesome. You got Jack Gallagher, 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 in there. You've got T.J. Perkins, uh, Cedric Alexander. I mean, what he was the Cedric Alexander was the one after his match. They said sign this guy. And Triple H came out and was yep. just like, yeah. yeah, we got it. I mean, yeah. it, it's just what they do on NXT. Triple H is just killing it with any project he gets involved with. And now this next upcoming next year. They're going to have a women's tournament in the same vein, and yeah. we've already seen some of the people they've signed. They've signed Heidi Loveless, uh, or no? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, no, no, no. They, yeah, you're right. And it's funny that you even mentioned that because right after, right beforehand, what's coming? What's going to happen? When I said earlier in the show, the the United Kingdom Champions Tournament that's happening yeah. the 14th of January, which which is funny because I think that off puts the women's tournament. I it was because it was like, yo, if they're going to do this, when the women's tournament going to be? Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be like towards. I would probably do it towards the summer. Yeah, but yeah. that's and you're still I and think, that that lull time after WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, you got yeah, kind of like how you kind of how how you did it with the CWC just around the same time. And, and but you know you want to take the time to get the right wrestle. You got like I'm so excited because I'm pretty sure in this tournament we're going to see someone that has been on this podcast. Yeah, in this tournament, <clears throat> Amazon Andrea signed with NXT. I guarantee you she's going to be a part of that tournament. And I'm ex- I am extremely happy for her because she is so nice. Yeah, she was nice to us, and sh- I think she's a monster in the ring too. Yo, that was the one who got like stabbed. By like she had a whole. Yeah, she got stabbed by like a piece of wood. Correct. Yeah, she went through a table in Japan and uh, pierced an ovary or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my God, that story <laughs> is still brutal. I was hoping I wouldn't even fucking remember it like that, but thank you for <laughs> reminding me. Because oh Jesus, why? But man, going, ah. going back to the CWC, Brian Kendrick. Yeah. I remember a match he had where he hit a burning 
fucking hammer. Which I was there for live, oh, and man. it was even incredible live. I mean, it, <laughs> who was that match against? Was it against? It was that was against uh, Ibushi. 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 Okay, and he was another great name in the tournament, though. I, you know, we did, some of these guys didn't get signed. Zack Saber Junior. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but he, I think he chose not to, though. Well, he's. I think he's both gonna, of them. Both of them did. He, yeah. you're going to see him eventually. He just wanted. I guess he wanted to work Indies a little bit. You know, a lot. And yeah. That's one thing that's changed in wrestling and is these guys working the indies are making more money than getting a signed guaranteed contract with the WWE. Look at the Young Bucks. Yeah, I mean, like nowadays, the WWE is not the end goal anymore to some people. Right. It's, it, nope. No, it's it's making yourself a viral superstar like the Young Bucks mm-hmm. It's and going around and doing your shtick all over the country. It's kind of like territories are slightly coming back. Mm-hmm. You've got um, on the West Coast, you've got – Pro Wrestling Gorilla, the mid sir, uh, mid mid uh, what am I trying to say? Mid part of the country, you've got AAW Pro. Yeah, the Midwest, yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, Fred, who should be joining us here shortly, I think he's been to a PWG show this year and an AAW Pro. Was very impressed with the AAW Pro. Uh, up upstate New York, you've got Evolve that's doing a lot of work up there. They're they're going all up and down the East Coast, and by damn. Nothing in Memphis. <laughs> we have wildfire wrestling. That's about well, it. We've got some other stuff in the, that's, I guess, the vicinity. That's not, that's not too bad, man. I mean, look, 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 dude. Me, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, especially you got us in the, you got me and Fred more into looking forward to local wrestling. Yeah, I've been to a lot of, fu- yeah, I've been to like NXT shows, like their NXT house shows and the CWC. And we'll be going to what uh, evolve and progress in Orlando, not you know. It, it, but it's still in a sense. You guys get re- you guys are in fuck another wrestling capital in Memphis, Former the, the heart of wrestling, man. You actually get not, but see, you still get that, and still popular in Memphis, man. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd I'd kill for something like that. I mean, we have something like that here, mm-hmm. but it's not as popular as like. You only get like what, maybe not even a hundred people going to these shows, man. I wanted, I was like, I would love for that to change, but you know, it's it is what it is. Well, let's go. But, um, what else big can we go through from this past year? We got we had talked a little bit about the CWC, which is an amazing tournament, which is you can still go back and watch on oh, the yeah. WWE Network. <laughs> Broken Matt uh, Hardy. That's what I was going to bring up next. There you go. I Broken mean, Matt not only, Hardy. Well, not only that, but. The weirdness that is TNA. The, the, that, well, <laughs> wrestlers reinventing themselves. Chris Jericho, I think, has done his best work that he's done in his career this year, which he's is saying something. Mm-hmm. He he is the master of reinventing himself. I mean, the list of Jericho, drink it in, man. You know, it, this stupid g- idiot. Stupid idiot is a catchphrase. I mean, it's just been it's been his his year in the WWE. He's doing his best work. hasn't gotten a title off of it, but that's not important because he's going out there. He's that's there not what he's there for. No, anymore. he's he's there to make kids look good. Right. Uh, he wants to just have fun and help the younger guys. The, the best friend stuff with Kevin Owens, which is funny because just when you think they're about to break up, something happens and yep. they're and they're still the best friends. Yeah. I mean, it's great storytelling, but broken Matt Hardy, man, total nonstop Probably. deletion. Delete or decay, final deletion. Probably Go ahead. I'm one of yeah, no, no, no. One of the best things in wrestling 
today, period. One of the best characters, I'm going to go ahead and say, in wrestling now, period, point blank. There's no one better than him. Yeah, Jer- your boy Jericho is the second, but come on, man. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not watching. I'm not watching WWE. I'm not watching WWE for Jericho. I'm watching for everything else. The only way you can get me to watch TNA is because <laughs> of Broken Matt Hardy. I mean, I love the way they're filming these. Uh, you know, they're not actually a part of TNA. It's edited in. Everything's filmed on location right. and stuff like that. But it all started with total or no not total nonstop but final deletion right that was the first one against jeff hardy or was what was the name of it? was it fi- i believe it was final yeah, deletion yeah that was some of the best produced television tna i think has done the wrestling part of it when they actually wrestled in the ring it was bad the everything else they did yeah was awesome <laughs> it was it was b it was b movie bad oh, but you it, watched it cuz you're like man this shit is amazing i laughed so hard when Matt Hardy was driving on the lawnmower through Jeff Hardy's grass <laughs> with his arms extended, his head leaned back, and he's just laughing like a maniac. To, that was hilarious to me. Delightful. Watching, watching Jeff Hardy swat at drones in his house and then this other one that's talking <laughs> with to a guitar. him with yeah. a guitar. And, uh, you know, what else happened in that? Uh, the Lake of Magic or Lake of Rejuvenation. Yeah, it's something I can't remember. It's- the lake, something, uh, like that. something like that. Yeah. And he, Jeff Hardy gets he thrown into it. Come a into a boat w- named Skazgard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's they released another video this week, the uh, 12, 12 days of deletion or something like that, and it was absolutely hilarious. When it got to five, it was five dilapidated boats, and I, I, I was like, this is this this is insane how. Over this has gotten. And didn't his son Maxwell win a match or something? He beat Rockstar Spud. Yes. Apocalypse <laughs> at, at, at uh, total nonstop can we, deletion. Can we talk about how over Senior Benjamin is? <laughs> sure. <laughs> this uh, like every part. There's not a bad part to any of this broken Matt stuff. Broken Nero or nope. Brother Nero. Brother Nero. Uh, when he does itchweed now, that's his thing. You know that is just insane. The pink. T- Senior Benjamin wields a pink taser, and I could care less because it's hilarious. (laughs) Jeff, well, I'm sorry. Brother Nero's theme song is still probably one of the best theme songs I've heard. At first, I was like, what the hell is this? And then I couldn't stop singing it within five minutes. Have you never, have you not heard his theme song? Which one? Uh, Brother Nero's new theme song. I haven't heard his new one. It's like... Oh my god! I need the lyrics. It's just where he, where fucking Rebby says obsolete. Oh, uh, uh, obsolete, obsolete. I paid away. I found I saw myself as obsolete. It's it's just that same lyric over and over and over and over again. No music. No music. I fade away and classify myself as obsolete. There you go. In in a world where one word key phrases or one word chanting delete. 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 The scribe. The scribe is hilarious. He doesn't say a word, he just comes out, nods his head and scribes. Yeah. But when he does delete, (laughs) he just throws a slash out there. I mean, it's just it, it is the broken Matt Hardy character, I think, is the best. Uh, character, like I said, like you said, he's been the most surprising thing 
this year. In and like you said, he's the only reason that people will actually turn on TNA. I mean, aside from, you know, diehard TNA fans, which there's like seven of. I mean, and there's no, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. I mean, like once again, and let's talk about TNA for a second. You want to talk about a, 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 a rest, a little wrestling promotion that doesn't know how to die. It's lit. It's W TNA is that company is that one roach that you thought you killed and it's still going just barely, yeah. just barely <clears throat> enough. Like, I don't, you, know. you can say the same just about Dixie Carter. I wish you everybody. I really so do. many people have come in and tried to run that place, and she's still there. She's been through fucking everybody: Jeff Jarrett, Billy Corgan, uh, Hogan. She's outlasted them all somehow. All of them, and I'm still don't understand how this is happening. No, like it's it's my it's mind blowing. It's extraordinary. It's just, no, it is not extraordinary. It is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she she's killing she's like she's the reason why TNA is not like doing what it's doing and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Hell, the even even the staff, the wrestlers know that they at least had a shot when Billy Corgan was there. Yeah. But now they ran Billy out and they're kind of like hell, like this sucks. And I, granted, I heard in another podcast, and I want to say that it was probably Taz's. Um, well, not, and he's not a podcast because if he ever finds out about that shit, he'll fucking brain us all. Um, <laughs> wrestling on the, it's video, uh, what, uh, on demand, uh, audio on demand is what he calls it. But yeah, he, um, he had Matt Hardy on, and Matt was saying, I would like to try to own the company. Like he like and I'm like, yo, I don't know how serious this dude is because he's living the entire thing the entire time. And I'm just like, uh, but I take him seriously. Well, I take him serious. I take him wholeheartedly. We've been going for about 45 minutes now, which that's like that seriously has been like the fastest 45 minutes yeah. I think we've ever recorded. So let's take a quick break. We're going to try to get Fred in here. We'll be right back. This is the Oversell podcast. Still my ringtone. Oh my god, that you know, another thing that's been great about this year in NXT has been the entrances. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've yep. got the one I just played, Shinsuke Nakamura, and it's funny because the last couple of takeovers, Bobby Roode will have this amazing entrance. And then you think like it's a glorious entrance. Exactly. Let's be honest. Sorry. I yep. like your pun. That's an yeah. that's an appropriate <laughs> pun for But Bobby Roode will make this glorious and you don't think like how that how are they going to top that? And then Shinsuke Nakamura does whatever entrance he's going to do for the night, and it tops it. Yeah. See, that's why I call you a crazy person because I have seen his Wrestle Kingdom entrances, and them shits fail in comparison. Bobby Roode, I have, I have <laughs> Bobby Roode, I have never fucking seen any kind of fancy entrance for him, and this that shit they be doing for him is fucking fantastic. 
Yeah. Um, the last one that's I thought was hit one of his best was his best entrance with the yeah. choir singing "Glorious." Yeah. Oh my god, yep. that was so awesome. Shit, I still like his first one. Which one? <laughs> he uh, just that? with the glittery ninja from New Japan. Yeah. That, that <laughs> was a good one. Glittery ninja. That shit. Like when I saw, he was just pretty much like, pretty much like a Final Fantasy character. Right. <laughs> it was just, I was just like, I think that was Wrestle Kingdom. What nine? Yes. Ten, no. Nine. Yeah, it was nine. nine. It was, it was yeah, nine. it was nine. It was nine. It was nine. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's been another great thing of this year is the guys come over and for the casual WWE fan, they have they have no idea what they're going to expect with Shinsuke Nakamura. And just the charisma that the guy has, I mean, instantly people were going nuts for him. That first NXT TakeOver when he had that just disgustingly brutal, beautiful match with Sami Zayn. The fight forever match. Oh, I had match. goosebumps starting at the entrance. And, uh, you know, that's we got the uh, fight forever chant there. Uh, it was amazing. It was surreal, really, to see Nakamura in the WWE umbrella. It was just what a wacky year 2016 was. Yep. And with yes. that, um, you know, we talked uh, earlier in the show, we've already talked Cruiserweight Classic. We've done a lot of the big stuff with the WWE. We talked about AJ Styles wrestling in the Tokyo Dome in January. Then later that month, you see him come out to the Royal Rumble. Number three, Fred was at that show. Oh, yeah. And, you know. Uh, one of the biggest mark-out moments of my life. <laughs> I mean, that I'm, music hit and I was like, you know, I, I didn't know I because I went in. I didn't read the dirt sheets for months. I didn't want to know anything. I, and especially the Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. And we, I remember walking yeah. with with Ben, just walking to the venue and like, man, I hope it's a good show. We had no idea. And uh, that music hit at number three, and we're like, man, who is this? And it said, I am phenomenal, and I just – I almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. And I, and I had my AJ Styles shirt, so everybody was, like, grabbing me and, like, pointing to my shirt and, like, high-fiving. Like, I, that was one of the biggest mark-out moments, I think, ever in any fed, in any show, anything. Like, it just insane. When, when that music first hit, I when I heard that first couple of organ hits, I was like – is this fucking brother love? What, what the hell? I was expecting. I, I love you. I love it. But then, and uh, when it when I saw it was AJ Styles, I jumped out of my seat. My wife, my buddy Anthony, are looking at me like, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "It's fucking AJ Styles!" Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it was it, it was so great. But independent wrestling, I you know, there's a lot of wrestling out there. And, Indeed. And it, I, to me, you need. It's hard for one person to get out there and just watch everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if I could expand this show, I would love to have people dedicated to different shows because there's just so much to watch. There's Lucha Underground, WWE, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, TNA, ROH if you can get it. There's uh, Shine, Shimmer, PWG, AAW Pro. AAW. AAW. Sorry, Rev Pro, Progress. I mean, there's all these... And guys, I need your help. I just I, there's a lot of it I didn't get to watch. And if you guys could just tell me some of your favorite moments, or however you want to do this, go ahead. Some of your favorite indie wrestling moments because it's just been this year. I think is is the year of the indies. You know me, and this, you know, like for for a few years, I've been just hooked on PWG. I went there. I went there and saw a live show, which was a bucket list thing for me. Uh, the fans, though, I mean, they you think full sales annoying? 
Uh, PWG fans are annoying. I said it. Sue me. So what? Uh, uh, now, wait, 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 Fred. I had a question about that. I had a question about dorks. that. Dude. I said it. Quote me. Yeah. Yeah, Shaggy. No, no, no. Okay. So, okay. Where NXT folks are, because, you know, I was a part of the NXT people, uh, which surprisingly, they weren't that terrible, but yeah, they weren't even that bad. But is it the thing about uh, about the PWG fans? Are they because they're entitled? Yes, it's the same. It's similar to the full sale crowd. Uh, they're entitled, hey, the and yeah, that's cool. You have the, one of the coolest promotions in the world in your backyard, but it's so like you get an ultimate disposition right from the get go. Like you, you pull up and everybody's staring at you because it's the regulars standing up against the wall, and so everybody stares at you as you walk up and. Uh, uh, Tim, one of the guys there, he's usually, if you watch the DVDs, he's usually the guy you'll hear him get chant started. He's always the guy that screams really loud and gets chant started. Cool dude. Uh, very hospitable, but just all the other people like fucking Mickey Mouse tattoos and denim on denim and Coke bottle glasses. And, you know, uh, I felt, honestly, it felt like middle school where it's the first day of lunch and you're, you don't know who to sit with and nobody's talking to you. Like, that's how it feels. So if you're going to go to a PWG show, I say go with somebody else. I had to wait out in the 108-degree heat for, like, eight hours and read books and listen to headphones. Like, it was super awkward. Well, there's something interesting I remember from when you talked about this on your podcast, but apparently PWG fans don't think that highly of Lucha Underground fans. No, it's like this weird rivalry, like – and, and that kind of is a good segue to what I was going to talk about is um, AAW in, in Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Uh, it, it's similar on the same, like, the, especially when they hold it at the Berwyn Club, it's at an Eagles Club. So it's just like PWG and Reseda at the American Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar venues, really tight. Like there's barricades around the ring. So you have to like put your ass or dick, whichever side you want to give to people. <laughs> you have to, like, you know, <laughs> hey, you. That is the ultimate question of etiquette from the from those of us that liked Fight Club. Right? So you have to be all up in their face with whichever side you want to give them just to hang over the barricade to get one-on-one time with the wrestlers. So that's it's similar to same with PWG. You're squeezing to see them around the ring for, like, a pick or, like, to buy merch. Uh, but... I, I went to the AEW show, um, Cerro Miedo. It was Tommaso Ciampa's farewell. And uh, Ciampa took on Pentagon Jr. He was the champ at the time. And uh, that was Cedric Alexander's farewell, too. So uh, Tommy Inn was supposed to be there, but he had some flight issues. Uh, but, yeah, the C- Cedric Alexander and Michael Elgin, on papers, there might be people that are like, eh, like, okay. that's. I mean, I guess it'd be cool. That was match of the year for me. And, and and that's one of those uh, shows that you're just not going to get everybody tweeting about or messaging about. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend um, AAW actually has an on-demand service. Oh. And if, you know, it's on Roku. You can get the Roku channel for AAW or you can do it just online. Um, but AAW, check out their digital service. Don't quote me. I want to say it's definitely under 10 a month. Um, but that show, it's called Cerro Miedo. And uh, Champa and Pentagon killed it, but man, uh, Cedric Alexander and Michael Elgin put on a clinic. It was nuts. It was insane. Uh, lots of good talent on that show. Uh, Sammy Callahan wrestled Phoenix from Lucha Underground, um, as well as Zach Sabre Jr. They were all on the crowd, uh, or all on the card, and Chris Hero was on there too. 
Uh, he wrestled Drew Galloway. It was a great show. So that's my like must see. If you're gonna watch something from the Indies, uh, that's it. But yeah, AEW. Uh, PWG fans again, like with Lucha Underground, it's the same thing. They're like, no way. They don't even want you to compare another promotion to them. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the epitome of entitled. Like we're so better than everybody. We don't even want any promotions to be even comp- compared to us. Mm-hmm. To me, that's horseshit. That's just so weird and just dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for people that aren't familiar with AEW, but are with PWG, that's kind of like the conversation starter. Like, oh, you like PWG, yeah. Okay, well, this is PWG in the Midwest. Oh, okay. You know, like, it's not anything personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's it's just weird. Yeah. I, yeah but I, let me ask you all something. We've, we've talked about this, you know, previous episodes. What do you all think about all the the wrestling crowds now, especially, like, mainly WWE, but any of them where they just try to hijack the show for themselves? I mean, just they're they're there to chant, and that's it. We as a species of humans are bored 95% of the fucking time. Wow, wow. And I'm telling you this. If I got to preach it, I'll preach it. It's it's not even us. It's just it's simply boredom. It's because I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you. I am one of those assholes that will chant random shit to try to get over. But to be honest with you. I'm doing it because I'm actually loving. I don't like quiet fucking arenas. I I right. can't fucking stand it. Can, can I mean, I, I'm a. Can I drop a pipe bomb, Shag? Go ahead, my brother. Uh, like my good buddy, quote the Raven Trevor Moore used to say, wrestling started. People would go in with suits and like gowns to go watch this stuff. Right. And I'm sorry, and I'm included in this category, and I, and I get annoyed. But a lot of times. I feel that the stereotype about wrestling fans is a stereotype because it's true. And there's great yeah. fans like us that are all on the show right now. And so I'm not seeing, I'm not including you in that cluster, but that's the reason why wrestling fans get stereotyped is like just, you know, fat sweaty dudes that live in their mom's basement that have no class and make crass comments. Like it's because a lot of wrestling fans are like <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty people that are crass. Like, uh, Maria was out there at uh, a show, a Ring of Honor show in Chicago Ridge, and this just ugly, I don't even know if he was a human creature, was sitting next to us, and he tries to start a smells like tuna chant. And I'm like, you would be lucky if Maria accidentally bumped into you, let alone <laughs> had anything to do with you, you piece of garbage. Like, stuff like that. I feel yeah, like you bring out the lowest denominator of people to these shows, and they just, like Shaggy said, they're bored. Or they just they want to be part of the show and they just they try to be funny because they have no friends in real life, uh, so they want to make friends at wrestling shows by being insulting to the talent. And to me, like I'm sorry, but it's that's the truth. That's why wrestling fans get a bad rap is because they act that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I mean, if sorry. I no, and it's funny. Like it's now. Like I said, I've now coming on that side of just being the guy that chants random shit. But I'm not doing it to get myself over. I'm doing it to kind of get a fucking pop out of the crowd so we can not be fucking quiet. Oh, if it's like funny, if I, yeah. yeah, if it's not insane. Yeah, if I want to, if I want to fucking, if I want to fucking boo the authors of pain by calling them the authors of pickles or the or the authors of pyramids or even <laughs> the authors of Pringles. Oh my god! Like it's dude, I, dude, I no, not even like uh, that's what we we call um, we call oh, who the fuck is that dude? 
he was part of the, like he used to be a tag team with Sawyer Fulton. Uh but um but no, it's a guy that looks just like D'Lo Brown. We fuck with him all the time. But no, it's we we I chant random shit if I want to chant wrestling. Now, granted, I be, but also the difference between me and certain wrestling fans, I'm fucking respectful. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit there. Oh, she's a, like, okay, we're not in as much as I would love to be a part of that crowd. We are not in England. I am not going to call a heel, a heel female wrestler the C word. Can't do right, it. Won't right, do it. Right, not right, going to happen. Right, right. But Shaggy, on the, on the topic, because you're a big progress head, I know that's oh probably my God. Like your favorite promotion, right? Yes, yes, The British yes, yes, yes. fans shit all over the American fans. And we see it every year, and you see it after WrestleMania. That's always the best crowd. Why? Because it's mostly non-Americans. Yep. So yeah. sorry if and I'm gonna be like Sergeant Slaughter is the. Uh, <laughs> no, we bite off their fucking slaughter, <laughs> dude. No, no, no. I have started to realize that we bite off their fucking style so much yeah. it annoys the fuck out of me. Like that. This is going for one fall, one fall. And I'm like, yep. yo, British crowd started to do that a lot, like a lot. And then it started now just happening with American fans. On top of that shit, we um, on top of that shit, when the referee counts one, when he's doing a count out or somebody's like when he's trying to count somebody out, he's like one and they go on to the next chant. Yeah. I've never fucking seen that shit until I watch British wrestling. And yeah. now we're starting to fucking do it in America. It. While normally I'd be like, yo, that's kind of cool. No, it's not. It's fucking annoying because yeah. they're not even – I'm like, what are we doing? Let me ask you guys like, – uh, go ahead. You can finish your thought, and then I'm going to ask I'm you a question. Try, I'm, I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I can remember – I think it was a Raw this year. There were people in the front row, and I want to ask you guys this. What do you think about people that go to the shows and cosplay? You know, I remember seeing an IRS and – I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Macho Man. And the WWE pulled him aside, gave him, told them to cover up their T-shirts. I, I, talk, I talked to that guy at the Rumble. He was super cool. Um, the Rumble, that guy was there. All his little, all those dudes were at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all nice people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they weren't out there like, look at me. Uh, I mean, hell, I went to Clash of Champions, and uh, we were in line, and – dude everybody starts laughing and we look over this dude you know the pick of the rock the classic he's got the hoop earring like the turtleneck sweater and chain this dude was rocking that and i high-fived him i'm like yeah dude like that's it's yo did he have the fanny pack did he have the fanny pack pack. that's dope so (laughs) that's i would rather have someone with that on than people making JBL chants or Macho Man chants during a women's or God forbid CM Punk yeah, chants. Yes, I love the man. Yeah, I love the so, man. But come the come the fuck on, he's not coming back. He's so, gone. No, it's, uh, it's fun. It's a fun part of the show, and to take it away from those people. Yeah, and it's not like they weren't being disruptive to the wrestlers. No. They weren't being a you know. It was just cool looking back. Like oh my god, those are got to me. They were super fans. Yeah. Well, and The Rock got in trouble. Yeah. No, he that, over to them and started talking to him, made him part of the promo, and I, I guess Vince got that pissed was a, off because they, oh, you gave him what they wanted, you let him be part of the show. I'm like, well, also, also that guy, McMahon promo. Also, that guy was clearly drunk, and you got to be careful what happens. Well, and th- that was a different show, I believe. These guys were sitting where the camera oh, okay. shot all night. They were on okay. the first row. Yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I was talking about because those guys. Like, they just they weren't raising a ruckus, you know. 
it wasn't they weren't trying to jump the barricade. They weren't trying to bring the attention no. to them. They were they just got excited like, hey, let's go to Raw. We're gonna be up. sitting ringside. Let's eight, dress up. Let's yeah. be '80s wrestling stars. The IRS dude killed it, man. <laughs> for a second, okay. At the first second, I thought it was Arnold Scheister really right there. It's like, what the hell is IRS doing watching? To answer this show? to answer your question, Derek, uh-huh. I don't get mad at a Bucks fan overly dressed as a goddamn pirate. Why would I get mad at a guy dressed like hey, '80s version Ric Flair? You watch what you say about Buck Nasty. Hey, I want to hey, ask you guys, since, you're the, since you guys are the hosts, I want to turn it to you guys. Uh, you're in one of the coolest cities as far as wrestling goes, and that's not kissing your ass because you're the host. Uh, what do you think about the fans there? Have you ever seen any Memphis fans that kind of went over the line? Because I know they're passionate wrestling fans. Have you two seen anything like just crazier with a fan that just We've, uh, went a little too far or what? We had a guy jump the barricade once uh, at a show, and – he wanted to shake hands or something with John Cena, and John Cena gave him the handshake, and then security you took him away. Took him out. I mean, it, it was it was <laughs> it was after it was after the taping and all. I mean, you know, Cena's just walking around, getting everybody high fives around the ring. But yeah, he he jumped the barricade and then got jumped. Uh, Dan wow. Dan has told a story when and once in his career he got this dude fired up and. Um, Bill Dun- it was at a show that Bill Dundee was at, which, if you know anything about Memphis wrestling, oh, yeah. Bill Dundee oh, is yeah. number two here next yep. to Lawler. And Lawler. Uh, But this guy jumped in the ring and was going to go after Dan, and I think Dan was holding a baseball bat, too. <laughs> and Dan, Dan just kind of – Dan looked at – just gave him that look, and the guy realized what he had done, and they were going to throw the guy out, and Bill Dundee came and was like, you know, you can't do that. Why did you jump the barricades? Like, I was just so upset, and – you know, like he sat down and like had a, had a conversation yeah, with him. Yeah, me, damn it! And, and well, that's what. And Bill was like, he was playing a character, and he was doing what that character was supposed to do. You got upset, but you can't go over that barricade, baby. Some of these guys will kill you. You know, back in the day, I remember you, that fucking story that Dan. I remember that story Dan told. Yeah, you I know, miss. It's, tell Dan I love him if you talk to him. Yeah, we well, yeah. we're gonna work it out to where we can get him back. He's gonna get some equipment from me. So we can get him back on the show, but it's our schedules just aren't mixing up right now. Um, yeah. But you know, I can't. When I we had our first NXT show here in Memphis back in February, and for I thought we were a good crowd. We weren't trying to hijack the show. We were chanting. You know, we were doing Bailey's chant, or we were doing all these chants. But of course, you know, behind you, you hear one drunk guy. Hey, you fat ass fuck! Yeah. But other than that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll admit, you know, you know, years ago, I think it was like Trish was feuding with Lita, and we started a whoop that trick chant. Yeah, th- but that was right at. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's that, hold on, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> you never be yo Shut straight up. up. You never fucking ever be ashamed of that chant. No, that no, is no, your no. chant. Oh, no, 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 and it was right, it, it was right after. The, well, she she actually said it earlier in the episode. Yeah. So yeah, and it, the movie that movie it just came out. I can't. What's the name of that movie? Hustle and flow. That's oh, it. That's, flow. it. That's, it. That's it. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, I, as far as that, I don't think we've I've ever seen. <laughs> the only other one that was pretty bad. It was. It may have been that same show, because uh, we were sitting ringside when Shane was out there, and everybody around us was chanting "Vince sucks dick." Yeah. And that's Shane turned around and looked at us like, "Damn." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than, yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, it's never been anything too bad. That I haven't, yeah, I haven't really noticed any. I mean, I'm not like you know trying to 
toot our horns for being Memphis, you know, right, you know right. one of the wrestling capitals or anything, but it just doesn't seem like our fans have ever tried to really hijack a show right, like right. that. Or, you know, and it, it's funny. I think we had a pay per view. Did we had a pay per view here this year? Didn't we? Or was that last year? Fastlane was we last had year. Fastlane last a year. Years, yeah, and that they accused us of being, a, of being of yeah. being a bad, quiet crowd. But the FedEx Forum, well, I it think, was a oh, bad, quiet pay per view. Well, that well, <laughs> and that and the harmonics. You you were there. You said the crowd yeah, was, was on there. fire. You said it was a hot crowd. I mean, it, the harmonics yeah. in that building. Because I remember, I mean, there was there was some huge pops. I mean, like Sting came out because you know that was leading up to his WrestleMania match. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the time, Randy Orton had re- it was a surprise return for him. I mean, the the crowd was into it, but you know, also looking back, it just wasn't that great of a pay per view. Yeah. Fred, what have been your some of your favorite wrestling moments this year? Whew. I mean, there's so many. Dude. I, I think <laughs> we we let off the show with this has been an incredible year for wrestling. Oh, the best might be the best ever since I've been alive. I mean, we've we've seen we're seeing Shinsuke Nakamura in a WWE ring. We're seeing AJ Styles. You know, these names are coming out of nowhere. James Ellsworth captivated a crowd by going out and getting his ass kicked by Braun, Braun Strowman. Strowman. I think the coolest thing about this year is just the fact that it's so prevalent. You know, wrestling. We used to have to go in, uh, like me, I would go into the video store, beg my parents for a dollar, you know, when we're dropping off the regular, you know, whatever, steel magnolias or whatever my mom rented, Beethoven. <laughs> and, uh, you get a dollar and you're like, oh, I'll take it in. And you, and you throw it in that little box uh, for it to return. And then you run, you know exactly where it is. And it's like SummerSlam, match made in heaven, match made in hell. And, you know, we come from that era of the VHS tapes and tape trading. It's insane to wrap my head around the fact that I have a little computer in my pocket known as a phone or, you know, I even have a tablet and I can watch anything that I want on it. And not even just WWF, but like WCW, ECW, Smoky Mountain. Uh, I can watch indie shows on my phone. I mean, indie shows was like the weird dude at the video store be like, hey, uh, I got some stuff back here. And like Mick Foley death matches or New Japan, rare like New Japan or uh, Noah or like all Japan, but it's so prevalent and it's so available to us now. And, and for, for me as a, I remember the kidney, uh, it's just insane as an adult that you have so many choices. And, and that's why I just don't get people that, that shit on just one company or, uh, just, you know, let one thing ruin it for them where there's so many, there's just, there's endless options. I mean, Hell, even Lucha Underground for me, I know you guys disagree, but like I don't like this season. I, I was a super fan after season one. I don't like season three, but it's I don't up. need to crap on it up. all the time. I just watch other stuff more than like Lucha Underground's kind of lowering on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just so many options. I, you know? I uh, asked I asked sure. these guys this earlier. Who's been, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, who's been your favorite Lucha Underground character? Favorite Lucha Underground character? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I wanted to hear it straight. I mean, it was Pentagon before they turned him into an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got him jobbing out to. I just the, uh, the four. The sure. what was the name of that tribe? The, for, uh, White Lotus. No, was it the yeah? It was Black Black Lotus. Black Lotus. Black Lotus. Yeah. I honestly, I don't, I mean, I like Matanza because I like Jeff Cobb, so I'm going to go with Matanza. I, I still pick. am pissed pick. off the way that they ruined that 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 title, uh, putting him in the Aztec Warfare and no payoff with Pentagon, and then that's a great story with Sexy Star, but we could have gotten there in a different fashion. Yeah, 
Uh, it's, it's and Matanza, really... they just they ruined that whole deal that they had been building up for a, a whole season. And you know now that Pentagon is their not... most over over character, I think, in Lucha Underground, and for him not to have a title run in three seasons is pretty strange. Well, Absolutely. he's there. Equi- he's one of their equivalents of not needing the belt. But yeah, I totally agree. And it just sucks because season one was just on all cylinders, and maybe it was because it was new and it was different than WWE and different. Uh, you know, now we got Bill and Ted out there, and uh, <laughs> it's just I can't get. I I understand like wrestling's funny and like Joey Ryan does dick plexes to people. Oh, like I God. get it. I'm not, yeah. um, not going to be like Jim Cornette about it, but uh, wrestling's fun, but there's just, it's just so hokey and campy and cheesy now. And the story, like for someone like a company that prided itself in stories, they're doing, they're not really doing a good job of it, but like, you know, back to the original point, there's so much out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, evolve. I've gotten huge into evolve, yes, yes, especially yes. in the last year. Uh, I don't know if you guys have done this or wanted to do this tonight, but, uh, I was thinking like MVP of 2016 and then maybe like rookie of the year, like sure. new guy in the that tore it up. Um, I can give you mine right now, and I don't let's, know if you want to run around. Let's do it. Uh, uh, rookie of the year, Matt Riddle. Oh yeah, dude. Oh I'll, I'll dude, like, dude. Matt Riddle's awesome. I just, bro, bro, I just, bro, I, bro. I just seen Matt Riddle in a match against Will Ospreay at Progress Chapter Thirty Nine. Yes, sir. Man. Oh yeah. And that was my first. And that was my first Matt Riddle match that I've seen. Dude, um, the Evolve match with Timothy Thatcher, that's a good one to check out from this year. Yeah. Uh, it was the one from Joppa, Maryland, which I went to. It's sad that I don't remember the number, but, um, it's yeah, it was in July. So if you want to check that one out. Uh, Matt Riddle's match against Kyle O'Reilly at Battle of Los Angeles this year was incredible. Uh, anything. I mean, anything that this guy does. I've not, I've not seen him work a bad match. And it's cool with him because – He's he's unorthodox. You as know, he's fuck. a former MMA. As fuck. Doesn't really use the ropes. He's a submission guy, so you're you're getting that. I know a lot of hardcore wrestling fans would kind of scoff at him at first, but he'll win you over with his submissions and just his style. And um, I met him. He's a really nice guy. He's very humble. He's very real chill, dude. Uh, he to me, I see big things. He's got money all over him. I know Triple H. That's his pet project and evolve is Matt Riddle. So don't be Dude. shocked to see him in NXT within the next six months. I agree. Anybody who comes out to Warren G. <laughs> My wife, I'll never forget. When, when, the very first time I saw him was at Evolve, and we were in uh, um, Eber City, and we were at the Orpheum there, and we the regulator came on, and my wife was like, why is this white surfer dude coming out? <laughs> I was like, anyone who comes out to fucking Warren G is a man, is a God amongst men. And I'm like, yo, I was like, when I first heard him coming out in the progress show, I'm like, what is, wait, is this fucking Warren G? I'm like, and he's just coming out with the biggest fucking smile on his face. I'm like, yo, homie has to be from Cali in order to fucking be playing some Warren G like this dog. Cause come on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, out of all the warranty yeah. songs he picked, he picked that one. So what are we going to Yeah, his pick? match with Hot Sauce Tracy Williams is good too at Evolve. What, um, what, go are, ahead, yeah. what are we going to um, use to qualify as – what are we qualifying as a rookie? So just like a person that's new to the scene or me, you've never watched, and you know. But I would say new to the scene, like 
you know, there's Tracy Williams, there's Matt Riddle, there's Jeff Cobb. I mean, you could throw in all kinds of people okay. that are just their first real breakout year. JT Dunn is another one. Uh, Ethan yep. Pate has been around, but this is really kind of his rookie as far as like singles. He's really in the indie limelight. Um, the there's a lot of names ego. out there. All right. Yeah, I, I'm totally going to go with Jeff Cobb as mine because I have never heard of him. It's either him or – no, you know what? Will Ospreay got enough of my love last year. But I'm going to go with Jeff Cobb because that dude, hell impressive. And I just – just with the Matanza thing, with him being Matanza Cueto and that just being all left, all left field, I didn't know who the hell this was. I'm like, yo, this man is a monster. Like, he is – I'll go ahead and say he's my rookie of the year. Yes, I would have said Tommy End, but honestly, as a name you should look out for, but honestly, Jeff Cobb, a.k.a. Matanza Cueto, is probably going to be my rookie of the year. Go look that man up on – you can, use, like, look on YouTube. Um, actually, yeah, YouTube probably be the best place to go because you can actually look up uh, Lucha Underground matches with him in it. I'm – for my rookie of the year, I'm going to go to a guy that I just became a huge fan of this year thanks to – Fred and uh, kayfabe connection, but I'm gonna go with Zach Saber Jr. Just getting to see him in the CWC after watching stuff on YouTube because of Fred. I mean, it, he has been one of my he's become one of my favorite wrestlers in the world because he's one of the best in the world. Yeah, Ben. It's funny too. Ben brought up a good point because uh, I was the biggest Zach Homer for a while, and the CWC kind of exposed him from just from being an indie stud. Uh, it's a different world as far as like selling. And I know that's something that Fit Finley was critical about him. Uh, I think that's probably why he's not, you know, he, he chose not to do the finals of the CWC and he didn't want to jump up too soon. I think he really wants to perfect his craft and selling is, is definitely one of the things where as soon as it's like in a song when there's an annoying like noise or something and someone points it out and that's all you hear from that point on, like, uh, yeah, that's you, one you, thing that I've know, seen, but he is the best in the world. I, Marty Skrull is like 1B, and Zach is 1A. As far as all-around wrestlers go, they're my 1A and 1B. Yep. I mean, Yo, and you know what? Now that you can think about it, I, do, I, will, I will agree because I look at his progress stuff, and I'm like, man – I, I can't really rem I can't like it's one of the things I, I'm like someone bought it up and I'm like holy shit he doesn't he doesn't know how to sell or shit he doesn't know where the camera is and then I'm like looking at his progress stuff like man you could kind of see it there and I'm like huh yeah it's crazy Still the best in the world though <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike who you Not got? Taking for me I guess you know since I've just I guess discovered him this year you know it's my rookie Okada Mike. Uh, Fucking love Okada. Yeah, dude, and you know I'm. I'm I, it's so good that Access TV is getting has their new Japan coverage now. That now that we have El Rey Network, wrestling is expanding, and Mike's getting to open his eyes to New Japan Pro Wrestling and Lucha Underground. We we, we got to go to an MEW show this year, which I I don't know if they're still around. I know they're. It's been. They've kind of changed it up, but they're they're still going now. They're starting yeah. back up I think, now. And I think they do like a Saturday morning thing now. And I think Chris Lex, though, I think he's had to take he's taken some time off. I don't know if he's done or not, but if he's done, that Memphis lost an incredible professional oh, wrestler yeah. in my yeah. mind. If he's done, that's my boy, King of Pal. <laughs> so what about uh, what about shifting from rookie or like your first experience with someone in their year that they had? Uh, what about MVP of the year? Man. 
That's a hard. I one can give you mine off the top, no hesitation. My, I, if uh, you, same here. Same if, here. If, yeah, you want, if you ask fuck me, it, I'll go first. Can I, can I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go Shaq. Do the honor. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking say the Miz. Whoa! Wow! Hey. Whoa! Whoa! What the fuck? I'm to gonna the say great poet Tupac Shakur. I ain't mad at you, bro. <laughs> think about think who has had one of the biggest fucking turnarounds out of fucking nowhere than yep. him. Think, I mean, and he single handedly makes SmackDown one of the other than him and other. Hey, it's him and AJ makes SmackDown one of the best things to watch. Hell, he makes hey, talking smack interesting. I had to sit through his match with Cena at Mania 27. As did I. As did I. And after that, I'm like, fuck this guy. Like, I wanted nothing (laughs) to do with him after that. And for years, it's just like, he seems like a cool dude. It's just he's not believable to me. He has had an incredible year. He proved me wrong. He proved the world wrong. Uh, I don't think that's being melodramatic or over-exaggerating. I think most people did not respect Miz as a wrestler. And he's been fighting that battle since he started with that reality stigma. Mm-hmm. He's had an incredible run. And honestly, I can't wait to see him take the title. I don't care who it's from. Ooh. 2017, wow. I better see Miz as the WWE champion. Mike, who you got for MVP? It's a toss-up. I'm, I'm going to go off what Shaggy said. You know, who's just turned around completely? Matt Hardy. Very good. That's a good pick. Oh. Broken Matt. That's he's, another one. You know, I guess the last half of the year, but he's he's completely turned around, reinvented himself, and you know, like we were talking about earlier, he is for most people the only reason that people turn into tune in to TNA now. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred, you go Derek. next. Oh, okay. Who's your hero? Chris, Chris he- Hero. Chris Hero ain't Number nothing to fuck him. with. Chris Hero ain't Chris nothing hero to fuck with. Ain't nothing to fuck Dude. with. Number six on my list, all-time favorites. He's the greatest indie wrestler of all time. If you say otherwise, you're getting slapped. Uh, <laughs> you, sir, haven't man. seen Chris Lex wrestle yet. Right. No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. If I could be serious for a minute. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Derek just has something for Chris's. Chris, Chris Hero, uh, uh, he's had an incredible, incredible year. He had two banger matches with Sabre Jr. Uh, for Evolve. Um, his tag stuff that he's done has been awesome. Like the uh, Death by Elbow, uh, the Death by Elbow versus Young Bucks match at, at PWG 13. We, we, my wife and I, were front row and center to that. That was amazing. Uh, the matches that he put on with Marty Skrull, he had two banger matches with Skrull uh, that were just unreal in progress. He's to me like he's the real MVP. He, he's he gets better with age. Honest Dude. to goodness. Dude, you know the funny thing is, you bring up the progress matches. Those weren't even his best matches to me. I liked his no. matches against fucking Mark Andrews. Mark and yep. And that one was the fucking insane. And they redid it in PWG. Dude, he um at the AAW show he teamed with Broken Matt and he was brother hero. <laughs> 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 and uh and it was yeah it was the Broken Matt and brother hero versus Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett and it was just such a fun match. And Hero came up with the same robe, with the matching robe, and then had his face all painted. And it was just such a cool thing. But he's just been all over the indies, and he's not had a bad match. He just he, It's impossible for him to have a bad match. Um, and he's one of the coolest humans ever, so that helps him too. So yep. uh, if the rumors are true, man, I really hope, even if he's a trainer, he 
he that's where he needs to be. He he his wrestling mm-hmm. acumen and his wrestling ability is far superior to everyone and his knowledge for the business to do. So I really hope uh Chris Hero has a full-time gig whatever it is with Yeah. WWE. He de- he deserves it. Yes, he does. <laughs> clap, I agree. clap 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 clap. Derek, what's yours, man? Well, I'm going to go with a guy that's probably the only guy in wrestling history to uh, wrestle in the Tokyo Dome and wrestle at WrestleMania in the same year. And I'm going to go with AJ Styles as my MVP of the year. I think he has had an incredible year with the WWE. He had an incredible match with Shinsuke Nakamura to start off the year. Yeah, He's come in and, I mean, who comes into the WWE in their first year and beats John Cena how many times? Two? Uh, Three? uh, A lot. I think it's two or three. Yeah. I mean, we all thought John Cena would get that, you know, revenge match, but he didn't. And, I mean, since he's come into the WWE, AJ Styles has just been and, uh, he's been the face that runs the place. I hate yeah. to use his, that expression, but to the me, he's that killed it. Camp. That's right. Derek, Derek, what about your favorite wrestler, his match that he had with AJ at WrestleMania? Chris Jericho? Yes, sir. I mean, Chris Jericho, I think, has had uh, a hell of a year. This it's it's incredible that the guy can come back and always do his best stuff whenever he comes back. Yeah, he gets a break, gets a little re-energized, comes back and kills it. Uh, Nadia in our chat room says her MVP of the year for her is Chris Jericho. So boom, there perfect. you go. Somebody had uh, Kevin in the chat room. If you want to give us one, go ahead. Uh, drinking in, man. Drinking in. <laughs> hey, hey, I gotta say, you know what you just did? You know what you did? You just huh? made the list. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, and you know, some I think some what? other ones, other people that have have had good years. Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura, of course. Um, Bray Wyatt. This the, it, near the end of this year, he's finally you know he's got his tag team title run. He's getting a little bit better. <laughs> Eli Drake. This might be a good segue since we're end of the year stuff just to spice it up. How about we make a bold prediction for something that's going to happen in 2017? I know 2016 was unpredictable, but man, just throw something crazy out there. What do you think? Any anything? Just predictions. I I it I had my last prediction written down in a fucking magazine with the tag rope press. You can go look that shit up. Um, it's a British magazine. I put it in, tweeted it to them. They put it in, they printed it in their book and it happened. That was me saying Shinsuke Nakamura will be wrestling in an American wrestling promotion in 2016, 2017. Nailed it. Uh, see, that might be too easy. That might be too easy. Dude, I think... I think I think we might see Naito bounce. Huh. Wow. Yeah. See, I was going to say Kenny Omega. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, man. I, like, with, I was going to say Kenny with, Omega stays in he Japan. He hates WWE. Like, the Hugh Morris stories, I know he's not there anymore, but yeah. they yeah. rubbed him a wrong way. And uh, I know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's his personal thing, but. I'm going to go to our chat room real quick. Nadia has a prediction. Kurt Angle oh. returns and helps American Alpha. Or, del- ah, or, nice. de- or deletion is brought to the WWE. I was Ooh. going with Kurt Angle. That was going to be mine. That's Kurt you. Angle returns to WWE. He's going to be the 2K18 cover athlete, man. Call can, it. I really, I really hope yeah. that happens. I really do. Uh, let's see. Pentagon Jr. will be in NXT by winter of next year. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, 
I think I, man, King Cueto, man, get him over there. Good God, he's, he's man, awesome. That that dude tried to bounce, but he can't leave. I know. <laughs> he's been, he's been he wanted to fucking he wanted to fucking be in goddamn um, he wanted to be in the CWC, but they said nope. He fucking put the kibosh on it. He was like, like I want to go do the CWC. Hell no, you stay your ass here. Shaggy, did you give us a prediction? Okay. Well, my original prediction was gonna be Ricochet actually finally making the jump to to the WWE, but that's way too fucking easy. Yeah. My other one was saying Kenny Omega stays in Japan. Yeah, I could see that. Right. I could see that. That's also way too fucking easy. I'm going to go one better. I am going to say a WWE title will be defended in an indie promotion. Oh, I man. Hmm. That's a good one. That's, I like with that. With all the relationships, with all the I relationships say, they're making in. A WWE title will be defended on an indie promotion, and it will be carried not just by the network. It will also be carried by said indie promotion. That's a bold one. I like that. Fred, you got one for us? I don't know if it's like, oh, I'm really going out on a limb, but... Uh, I think that as far as NXT is concerned, uh, Roderick Strong is going to be the NXT champion at some point. And I'm calling it right now. And I'm, I'm Babe Ruth calling my shot. I got the bat held up. Royal Rumble, right? San Antonio, Alamo Dome. There's going to be nine wrestlers that have already come out. I don't know who's going to be in the ring or left. Doesn't matter. But you know what number comes after nine, right? 10, 19, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. So who do you think's, thinks going to debut at the Royal Rumble then at number 10? 10, 10, 10, 10. Ty Dillinger oh, is going to, Ty Dillinger is going to debut at the Royal Rumble at number 10 in the Royal Rumble. I'm calling my spotlight. All right. All right. Well, uh, and, uh oh, oh, one more, one more. Go, go ahead. ahead. Samoa Joe and AJ Styles are going to have match of the night at this year's calling it uh, that one i definitely uh, can I would see. Love to see that yeah mm-hmm. all right well i have got i've lined up this trivia question that i am so excited about it's going to be the three of you are going to be competing against each other since i'm asking the question <laughs> i can't compete um i have a list of the top 10 highest grossing movies with wrestlers in a prominent role now okay um, this list comes from whatculture.com. It was, uh, it was, they let, they released it November of last year. Uh, cameos don't count. So the Undertaker and Suburban Commando or Stan Hansen and No Holds Barred does not count. Okay. Those couldn't be high grossing movies anyway. Right. And, <laughs> and, and they only included each wrestler's most successful movie. Okay. Does that make sense? Does everybody understand? Yeah. What, okay. So, Shit, so cameos don't count. All right. No cameos, and the, the only one wrestler gets their highest grossing movie on the list. Uh, we'll do three strikes, and you're out, and then we'll continue until there's one person left or the list is done. 
So you, I'll let it between you got three to decide who's going first. Dude, I, I mean, can I throw one out here? Yeah. So Fred's, yeah, Fred. go, Fred's going yeah, first. It's got to be The Rock, dude. Scorpion King, is that on the list? Scorpion King is not on the list. You get what? a strike. <laughs> That's not his highest grossing movie. Tooth Fairy was, that's right. Uh, we'll let the guests go first, so yeah, Shaggy, yeah. go ahead. Fuck it, I'm stealing I'm stealing this from Fred, Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, you've got a strike, not on the list. <laughs> Fuck me! God damn it! Mike. This is what I get for being the heel! Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the rock. Just don't know which one. I'm gonna say the sixth Fast and Furious. Or is it that specific? Or it's that's a specific. You have to name which. All right, I'll say the sixth one. I don't remember what they were all called, but fuck. <laughs> that is not on the list. Six oh. is not on the list. Oh, we all got strikes. Okay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Up. Furious Seven. Furious Seven, seven number one, the one. Okay. on the list. <laughs> Shaggy, you're up. See no evil. See no evil. You've got two strikes. Not on the list. Damn it! Ah, this may be over soon. <laughs> Quicker than right. I wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I was a train wreck. Train wreck number six on the list. John Cena's ass is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? I thought that was a cameo. No, that he he is he was the girl that. Um, <laughs> yes, he was the girl. I mean, the guy that. Uh, Amy Schumer. Amy yeah, Schumer no, was actually uh, she, she yeah. quoted us as saying he she dated him. All right, uh, so all right. Fred, we are to you. That kind of throws me off because that was kind of like a cameo. Like I don't, he didn't really. Have that was a cameo. Problem. Well, he had he had a speaking role, and it's on the list. <laughs> That's I'm just going like, by what going this that, list. I'm going to go Waterboy because the giant had his little part. <laughs> You've got two oh, strikes. Waterboy right? not on the list. God damn it. All right, we're grasping the straws here because this whole list would have gone by all rock movies, but if that's as high <laughs> that's as right, grossing that's... one, then we've already gotten rid of The Rock. Exactly, that's correct. Yeah. Right. And that's the number one. They said and... that in there. The Rock would probably have six or seven of the top ten movies. Oh, easily. <laughs> so now we got to think of other movies. God. <laughs> and, then we just, and then we just fucking and then we just fucking just named John Cena. And said train wreck, and that just takes away the fucking Marine. Yeah. To, I mean, I don't think, well, that, that, and the, the Marine, I don't think, was very successful in theaters. No, anyway. it wasn't, because the no. funny thing is, the reason why I said See No Evil, it is WWE's high, second highest grossing movie. Right. Out, like, that has a, because the first one's Oculus, but that doesn't have a wrestler in it. Right. Well, Fred, oh. what's your next guest, my friend? So far, it's tied between Mike and Fred. You both have one. <laughs> what what what's the strike count? Fred has two strikes. Shaggy's got two strikes. You've got one strike. But Fred just went, so it's still my go. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. gonna I'm gonna fucking. <sighs> so Fre- okay. Well, yeah, okay. Fred got that strike, so you're 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 hanging on by a thread here. <laughs> Fuck. I can't Fuck believe it. no one Dick- is. Go ahead. Dick's out for Harambe. Uh, Rocky <laughs> three. Number four on the list. <laughs> yes! Dick's out. Dick's out. Dick's out. Dick's out. Dick's out. Dick's out. Mike. 
Uh, I've got two, and neither one of them is probably right. Oh, but I, I'm going to go with I the... Uh, <laughs> this this fucking list. The newest uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Not on the list. Mike has two strikes. Derek, I feel like uh, I got a winner here. Okay. All right. I'm going to say deal with it. Guardians of the Galaxy with Dave Bautista. Number two yeah. on the list. How the fuck did I forget that? Yeah, yeah that's that's the one. I'm grasping straws. It just hit me. I'm like, who? <laughs> so <laughs> you you guys have gotten number one, number two, number four, number six. You still have three, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Can I get a Can I get a hint? Is Batista on the list again? Well, no. Is you only get one? They only get no. Their, you only get the it, one. It's the highest you know, grossing gets per one wrestler for that wrestler because. Yeah. I, my dumbass would have said. My dumbass would have fucking said. Um, what's the what? Uh, Spectre. Spectre. Yeah. Fucking James Bond. <laughs> but um, okay. All right. What is? It? I'm guessing is it my go again or is it? You're still, up. No, yes, you yes, are. You up. are up. Hanging on by a thread. The Rocky Three pool Ooh. was a great pool. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And that takes care of Hogan. But oh my god, how am I fuck? Okay, fuck it. Dicks out again. They live. They live. It was not really a commercial success in the theater and not Fuck! on the list. I want to recount. It's a, cult, it's a cult classic, but it was I not. I recount. It, it was not. It did, I'm in full, I'll say this. I'm in, the, the movie that made the least on this list was $30 million. I want, okay. I'm in Florida. I demand a recount. <laughs> All right. That brings us back to Mike. Fuck. Oh, let's see. I haven't even seen the movie. I know it made a lot of money, but I don't know how big his role was in it. I would say Magic Mike with Kevin Nash. Number five yes! on the, the list. Yo, yo, Number yo, five. yo. You know what the fucking Kevin Nash movie I was... Of mine, buddy. Do you know the Kevin Nash movie I was going to say was TMNT, uh, TMNT 2? Yep. The Secret of the Ooze? Yeah. Well, you got to remember... <laughs> but that old... That don't fucking count. It doesn't because he got an uncredited role in that. Yeah, right, right. Well, that and like it was. It's more expensive to see a movie these days than it was when that movie was out. Yeah. Fuck me. All right, Fred, hanging on by a thread here by yourself. You've got two strikes. You and Mike are tied at two. Oh, favorite big guy of all time, Andre the Giant, Princess Bride, number ten on the list. <laughs> That oh my god, that's a hell of a pull. Good job, Mike. <sighs> Does anybody want a fucking peanut? <laughs> I feel how, like how I many strikes cheated. do I have? I've got two strikes. Got okay, you got two strikes. Ooh, I know. Ooh, ready. Getting hyped. There's no way this can be it, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it's all I can think of right now. Leprechaun Origins. No. Not on the list. <laughs> Not oh, on the list. So flame that out. eliminates Mike. Uh, let's see. Fred wins. He's got three. Can I, can I show off and give you my next one? Sure. You asked me a trivia question about a certain character's name from one of my favorite 80s movies. Dude, Jesse the Body Ventura and Predator. Number nine on the list. Predator. Oh. Fuck. All right, so I will go through the list here uh, in its whole. 
Number ten. Hey I'll, yo, can you can you name can you name the wrestlers that are in the movie? Sure. Yeah, just going on. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if so, we can figure it out. Number ten was the Princess Bride. It made thirty million eight hundred fifty seven thousand eight hundred fourteen dollars, and that was of course Andre the Giant. Right. Predator mm. fifty nine that fifty nine million seven hundred thirty five thousand five hundred forty eight dollars. That was the Governor Jesse Ventura. Number eight, wow. which you guys didn't get, was the Expendables. That I was yeah. Okay, hundred and three yeah. million dollars, sixty-eight thousand five hundred and twenty-four. Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Stone Cold. I didn't. I knew you guys wouldn't get uh, number seven because the wrestler was not very known, uh, not known at all. Well, tell us the wrestler before you tell us the movie. Jeep Swenson, or Swen, something like what? He oh, was okay. Batman and Robin. He was, he was Bane, Bane and Batman and Robin. It made one hundred seven thousand three hundred or one hundred seven million. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> that movie was trash. It was horrible. Oh, it was, it, and yeah, I'm a it was. Oh, uh, then you got Trainwreck at one hundred ten million thirty eight thousand one hundred thirty dollars. That was Cena, Magic Mike, one hundred twelve million seven hundred twenty one thousand five hundred seventy one. That was Nash, Rocky three. For $125,049,125, that was Hogan. Number three, this is going to make y'all laugh. The Great Collie was in this movie. Longest Yard? Longest, nope. Longest Yard. Nope. Oh, what? It oh, wasn't. Uh, get Smart. It get was smart. Get, get smart. smart. Get Smart. Get Smart. And st- yeah. Which is funny because Dwayne the Rock, jo- the the Rock, Rock was, was also it it was a villain in it as well. 130319208 Guardians of the Galaxy number two, which I, I'm shocked at the nerds in here yeah. that didn't get that. Three hundred thirty-three million one hundred seventy-six thousand six hundred. Well, it. well, because it, uh, we're it's because Batista was so good in it, we forgot it was Batista. <laughs> See, no, no, okay. no, exactly. No, here, yo, and here's what fuck. Here's what fucked me up about this whole list. When mother who who fucking named one of the guys that was in that bitch with a cameo? It was John Cena and Trainwreck. That's what threw us off the goddamn that, list. <laughs> To me, that I, right you there. Know, I'm just going by what this list said. And you know what you're saying? You know what you did? I just made the list, didn't I? <laughs> the number did. number one was Furious Seven, three hundred and fifty two million seven hundred and eighty six thousand eight hundred and thirty. And that is the See, Rock's highest grossing movie. Yeah, I don't even watch the fast movies, so I, I, knew, I wasn't ever gonna it's fucking I wasn't I wasn't gonna <laughs> fucking name it. But like Guardians of the Galaxy, I fucked up on by not guessing. But I will say this, that fucking train wreck thing threw me off because I'm sitting here going like, yo, that's a goddamn cameo. Well, and, he ha- he like, had and a- they said no, this the cameos don't count. I'm like, what the fuck? Here, I'm going to see. I'm going to pull up that the, that part on the article uh, and see what they actually said, because there's comments on it. But see, I don't think it was more of a cameo cameo because he was in the movie multiple times. But yo, and he even spe- my, but, and, and, and but he my had thing, but Hogan, Hogan was a cameo in Rocky Three. He was Thunder while he was Thunderlips. He was oh, that was the only part he was in. Yeah, yeah, and that's a I, cameo. I'm, I'm just going by what this list. You can complain no, I'm not, to the people. I'm not mad at you. Hey, you I'm shut up. You know what? Well, you know what? What culture list? You know what you just did? You just made the list. <laughs> the list made the list. I would have made my list. I would have been better at guessing fast movies. Yep, you probably would have still been. <laughs> if in I would have watched any of them past the first one, I might have known. I stopped watching after three, and That's that was kind of. I was, I was, I was, I'm ashamed of the fact that I stopped that I stopped after three because apparently they got better. So I'm kind of <laughs> like, I'm like, oh no, five, I will never. Five, six, and seven, I thought were the best of the three. That was only because the Rock. That's when the Rock started getting involved in things, right? Which, if you want your movies, movies saved, 
<laughs> put the rock bring, in. But them. just bring the rock in. Golly, this this is going slow. Let's see. I'm at number eight now. But that what y'all think of my trivia question? Y'all have fun with that? No, that oh, was yeah, no, that, that was, was that was awesome. <laughs> I still am shocked that I got rocked. I pulled Rocky three out of my asshole because <laughs> I would have never. That was a that I was just, a good pull. I was like, yo. I can't think of no movies, but since that train wreck shit worked, I'm going to get the one that probably does work, and that was fucking Rocky 3. It was the only Rocky that I liked. Actually, I take that back. Rocky 4 was great, but still, that was it. Well, I'm pulling up the notes from this list on John Cena. Mike is going to do our Memphis wrestling moment. So, Mike? Awesome. If I can read this, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it here. Got it here. Going December 28th, 1984, Championship Wrestling presents wrestling. I love how it just presents wrestling. Yeah, that's it. Just wrestling. <laughs> Mid-South Coliseum, starting at the bottom, Lanny Poffo versus The Spoiler. A ladies match. I think this is the first one we've ever yeah, had in yeah. here. Candy Divine versus Amy Monroe. Ken Wayne. And Danny Davis versus Steve Constant and Tim Ashley. Stan Frazier versus Tojo Yamamoto. Tojo Yamamoto. His name is almost as fun to say as Francisco. Francisco Siato. The interns with Troy Graham versus the Dirty White Boys with Jimmy Hart. Dirty White Boys. Mid-America heavyweight title match. Handsome Jimmy Valiant. Oh, mercy, nutty. (laughs) Had to wait for that. Versus Iron Mike Sharp. International title match, Terry Taylor versus Eddie Gilbert. Main event, Southern heavyweight title match, Jerry Lawler versus the exotic Adrian Street. Uh, Taylor captures international title. Yeah, that is the right one. Terry Taylor defeated Eddie Gilbert to become the new international heavyweight champion to highlight wrestling at the Mid-South Coliseum last night. In other bouts, Mike Sharp returned his Mid-America title when the referee stopped his match with handsome Jimmy Valiant. Jerry Lawler won by disqualification over Adrian Street. Lanny Poffo defeated the Spoiler. That was still a great name. I would would love that gimmick now. Spoiler alert. Candy Divine beat Amy Monroe. Playboy Frazier overcame Tojo Yamamoto. The Nightmares down Steve Constant and Tim Ashley. And the Dirty White Boys stop the interns. Dirty White Boy. The spoiler is here. <laughs> and he was dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. That would be great. He just comes out spoiling movies that have already been out for like 15 years. Yeah. The sled was the rosebud was the name of the sled. Han <laughs> Solo gets killed by his son. and greed is made of people. <laughs> Have you? Has everyone seen Rogue One yet? No, not yet. Shut up. No. I'm not gonna. No, that's what, <laughs> Christmas Eve. I'm going. You okay. die. Okay. Uh, okay. God damn it! Get you your be, ass to the goddamn theater. <laughs> well, you better be glad I, I'm not the spoiler. Spoil you know what you're gonna do? You know what you did? I'm going to make a list that doesn't exist, but my ass has seen Star Wars. You're going to face. Well, that's oh, going to be it uh, for this week, guys. I thank you for joining us, man. You two are two of my best friends. I, we talk every day. And Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the fuck on. Did we not get a superstar of the week or year or whatever the fuck? It's not every time I get to come on the show and I get to hear the gimmick. Hold on, hold on. I was hadn't gotten there yet. I was being nice, and <laughs> we end the episode with Superstar of the Week. Man, we talk we talk daily. 
You can yeah. be nice later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want first off, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. You know, taking time out of your lives to talk to me and Mike about something we all love. This has been a really long episode. Hopefully. I uh, can get it all uploaded in one shot. <laughs> and I also have a video I have to edit of all this shit, oh, yeah. too. So, uh, But thank you guys for coming on. If you have anything you want to plug or promote, now's the time. Uh, I don't I don't have anything to promote. But I will say uh, 2016 was an incredible year for wrestling. Uh, it can only get better from here. I don't know if it's going to be as crazy as it was, but wrestling is fun. It, it's what bonds us. It, it's what brings us together, especially – uh, now, uh, it's it's fun. Enjoy it. That's it. Shaggy. Happy holidays to all. Um, whatever holiday you celebrate. Uh, me, it's Christmas. I love Christmas. All the trees, all the drunken eggnog, uh, the mistletoes that I may or may not be kissing. Uh, you know, <laughs> be nice Hold to on. your fellow I'm, man. I'm going to iterate. You can't put... A mistletoe over a mirror and kiss yourself. That's against the rules. See, that's bullshit because I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we but like anyway, to go ahead. Go ahead, bro. No, 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 no. As we Here, like to just... end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? That's all I wanted to hear. You're my Superstar <laughs> of the Week. Right there. That's it. <laughs> that's it right there. No, I'm kidding. Um... Mine would be, and I'm going to tell people right now, this name is going to be one of the biggest names you'll hear in 2017, especially after what happened towards the end of this year in progress. Google Pete Dunn. Oh, you jerk. (laughs) Yeah, motherfucker. You thought I wasn't going to say it. I'm going to say it. Pete Dunn. Google him. Mustache Mountain. British Strong Style. Do it. Do it now. Those three names, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. You will hear these three names. I swear to you, be prepared. Fred. My superstar of the week, uh, if you watch the total nonstop deletion, is the dilapidated boat. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Kick your shit out of the boat. (laughs) Kick that boat's ass. Amazing. Fred wins. He wins. If you have not watched that, you are not living. Oh, man. <laughs> and we said it earlier in the episode, every every time they every piece of deletion that they've uh, produced in TNA has been gold. Itchweed is a close second for Superstar of the Week. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Mike. I'm going with someone who has not been mentioned in a very long time. Okay. Neville. Oh, that's a Ooh, I love that wow. pick. That is an awesome pick. Coming back as a heel in the cruiserweight division. And just destroying oh, it's, people. He is going to be awesome yeah. for the cruiserweights. I love that pick. Me? He's I, my pick to win the up and down the balance pizza tournament too, if you guys are down with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh word? What it's team so is he using? Fun. Dude, I what? binge watch that sh- I'll watch wrestlers play Madden. <laughs> Yo, when set when Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins beat fucking um, Swagger, was, yeah, when he beat Swagger for that shit, Swagger had this saddest fucking look on his face. <laughs> it was so he was so bummed the fuck out. It was great, and then and then Seth Seth is that and Seth now known as a fucking controller thrower. That bastard, he fucking chucked one, and he just ain't. He's like he fucking lost. I forgot who he lost to. He fucking slung that bitch across the fucking room. I think he threw that bitch into a wall. But I'm like, Jesus, Seth, 
lost the game of Madden. It was like, yeah, we know you're making money, but the controllers ain't exp- is like aren't like you know they ain't cheap, my brother. <laughs> uh, Nadia in our chat room has said her superstar of the week is Seth and Roman. She just can't choose one of them. All right, for putting KO and Jericho Ooh. in the cage at Raw. My superstar of the week, I'm going to go with this new Luchadora they had on SmackDown this week, which ended up being <laughs> Becky Lynch in disguise. <laughs> I got hey, I gotta say, Becky was wearing that like tight spandex oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and stuff and woo. She looked like Spooderman. Yeah. Well <laughs> Yeah, I, I won't make any more jokes because my wife will probably listen to this and yell at me from picking Becky Lynch anyway, so Blame it on me. Well, that's going to be it for <laughs> this week. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. That's the easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. Also, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast, OversellPodcast.com, and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Also, follow me at Derek Oversell, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. Folks, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast! The gimmick! (laughs) Oh, love it. Wait, what? 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 What was the story? <laughs> he was.